Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Bit of real talk. The social fabric of this country has been systematically ripped apart over the last 13 years of this catastrophic government. I think that's understating it. The public realm, you know, stuff like a functioning National Health Service, properly resourced public services, a vaguely adequate welfare state, decent infrastructure, all of that has been reduced to rubble. Now, things are pretty desperate, guys. I think we should just say it as as it is. And to quote that great wise philosopher, Bonnie Tyler, where have all the good men gone and where are all the gods? Where's the streetwise Hercules to fight the rising odds? Isn't there a white knight upon a fiery steed? Late at night, I toss and I turn and I dream of what I need. Bonnie there, as prescient and thoughtful, I think, as ever. Now, we're not actually holding out for a hero. The bar really is on the floor. Just having a government which has a plan to fix the escalating problems that are trashing this country and making a lot of people's lives insecure, difficult, and just, in many cases, downright miserable. That's where the Labour opposition is supposed to come in. And when Keir Starmer ran for leader, he did have a lot of ideas to try and fix the country's problems, like, I don't know, public ownership of the utilities, which are currently being run by profiteers, offering dire services in exchange for extortionate prices. Like not saddling young people with debt for daring to dream of a university education from which all of society benefits. Like reversing the privatisation of our NHS, we could go on. Now, these are among the many, many pledges, many pledges, that Keir Starmer has ditched since he became leader. Because, you see, his leadership campaign, and I don't care how much telling the truth here, annoys his obnoxious online supporters, who are uniquely a cult which believes in absolutely nothing other than whatever the Labour leadership says on on any given day. His leadership campaign is one of the most absurd examples of political dishonesty in the history of British democracy. It would be like Boris Johnson having won the leadership and going, we're joining the single market and the customs union. That's what we're talking about. Now, the latest pledge, which has been abandoned, tossed on the scrapbook of history, definition of a pledge, given he called them pledges, is a solemn promise undertaking, um, is to increase taxes on the rich. That's what he promised in the leadership election. Here he is in the leadership contest making that pledge. Just so we're clear, he made that pledge. To build a fairer, a more equal world. And we need to start with a new economic model, where those that can pay more do pay more. The top 5%, where corporations pay their fair share. Now, I follow an account on Twitter, Sal Staniforth, who religiously collects all this dishonesty, and he contrasts what Starmer said in the leadership campaign and what his shadow ministers are saying today. Here's an example. I think we've got to have the courage to say the economic system, the free market economic system, is busted. It needs to be replaced with a new economic system. We've had 
12 to 18 months of absolute chaos from this government where they've been flip-flopping on tax policy. And it's really important that as a hopefully incoming government, we send us a message of stability and certainty out there that actually we're not going to mess around with tax rates other than what we've already said we're going to deal for specific policies. We need to create a sense of uh, stability and calm so that businesses have the confidence to invest. So so this week, Rachel Reeves, unfortunately the shadow chancellor, has ruled out raising income taxes on the rich, raising capital gains tax, or raising a wealth tax. Now, what this underlines is what is meant by politicians when they talk about tough choices. You see, it really reveals whose side a politician really is on when they use this term. Because in practice, it means emptying the pockets of those who are struggling or slashing the services that they depend on. Take, for example, the two-child benefit pledge sorry, the two-child benefit limit introduced by George Osborne and the Conservatives, which plunges hundreds of thousands of children either into poverty or even further below the breadline. Labour said they're keeping it. They're keeping a policy which drives toddlers into poverty because they made the terrible mistake of having two or three siblings. Now, Labour called keeping this pledge a tough choice, a tough decision. But what about taxing the rich? Why is that never called a tough choice or a tough decision? Because that's the real tough choice. Why? Because if you propose it, you're suddenly subjected to coordinated attacks from the Tories, a rabid right-wing media, a business interest. It takes guts, courage, principle, resilience, leadership to stand by that policy in those circumstances. The easy way out is to not tax rich people more. Then you don't get all that grief. It is the exact opposite of a difficult decision not to tax rich people. Now, take capital gains tax, just in terms of why it's just an obvious open goal, an obvious just fairness. Capital gains tax at the moment is lower rate than income tax. So that means sitting on an asset, sitting on profit is taxed lower than being taxed for going to work. How is that fair? It isn't fair. And if they introduced the capital gains tax, uh, or sorry, in, in equalised it with income tax, they could raise an estimated £14 billion every year, which is more than 10 times, 10 times what it would cost to scrap the two-child benefit limit. Now, the truth is this. Labour's going on what they call a smoked salmon and scrambled egg offensive with big business interests, with wealthy individuals, and what they want to do is not anger those people. That's their strategy. Now, this isn't just about expunging Corbynism and indeed abandoning Keir Starmer's pledge where he said in the leadership election, don't trash the last four and a half years, where he said he would build on the radicalism, the domestic pledges that Corbynism made, that he said that we can't oversteer from the 2019 route in terms of policy. And he called the 2017 election manifesto the foundational document of the Labour Party, at its core, it had increasing taxes on the rich in order to invest in services. Now, what they don't just want to expunge that. Their view of why Ed Miliband lost in 2015 was that he didn't genuflect enough before the feet of big business. Even though polling after the 2015 election showed that 42% thought Labour had been too soft to big business, whilst 42% uh, thought too soft, 22% thought too tough. They just don't want to irritate these powerful interests that they're courting. That's the reality. Now, Reeves rebuts the need for a wealth tax by announcing she doesn't have any spending plans that require us to raise £12 billion worth of money. Look at the state of the country, Rachel. Look at it. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Record NHS rating lists unprecedented squeeze in living standards, crumbling infrastructure, an ever-escalating housing crisis, we really could go on for a very long time. Anyone who thinks that you can fix those problems without vast sums of money is either completely and utterly delusional to the point of living in a different universe or just pathologically dishonest. Either way, it ain't looking good if you want to become Chancellor of the Exchequer and actually do something to fix the country. Now, they just say in response, well, we're just going to get the highest sustained economic growth in the G7. Oh, that's your policy, is it? Oh, we'll just be really good at growth. Now, fine, fine. I think the problem with that is, how are you going to do it? What are you going to do so differently from all these other economies who you're going to outperform with growth? Now, the problem with what has happened to Britain since Thatcherism is we've had a combination of low growth, um, if you look at post-war history, the best growth was the 1960s. Weirdly, when we had nationalisation, high taxes on the rich, public ownership, state intervention in the economy, and so on. The 80s onwards, economic growth has just gone... But not just gone down, it's been less equitably distributed than we had more growth. That higher levels of growth was more equitably distributed. You can only do something about that if you abandon the economic model. Now, Starmer's spoken about how trickle-down economics, he called it a piss-take. But... His plan to raise living standards with economic growth without redistribution, how is that anything other than trickle-down economics? Now, consider the verdict of Jim O'Neill. Not a lefty. He's an economist. He used to work for a massive bank. He's a former Tory Treasury Minister. He's been advising Rachel Reeves, and he called for the party to abandon petty and arbitrary fiscal rules, arguing it seems reasonably obvious that without much stronger investment, spending, and productivity growth, the UK will not improve its growth performance. Listen to this bloody Tory if you're not going to listen to me, which you're not going to do. Now, if you look at New Labour, I've got many critiques of New Labour. Many critiques. I'm sure some of you have heard them before. But their successes, like public services being rebuilt, or lifting children and pensioners out of poverty, how did they do that? By spending money. Now, what room for manoeuvre does Labour now have in office? By ruling out revenue-raising taxes unless it raises tax on ordinary people. I hope it doesn't want to do that. I don't want, I don't support raising taxes on low and middle income earners, particularly in the current crisis that this country's in. And they'd go, well, under New Labour, we managed it with growth. Well, when New Labour came to power in 1997, the slogan of the Conservatives was Britain's booming, don't let uh, Labour ruin it. There was already high economic growth. 
in that period before they came to power. The problem was it was based on an unsustainable model, which went in the 2008 financial crash. They're not going to inherit that. They're going to inherit a mess. This isn't Britain in 1997, as much as they're wedded to supposedly to the theories of 1997. This is like Britain in 1974, but worse. Now, Starmer's supporters claim the abandonment of these pledges, and I can't think of any, I have to say, leader in history in Britain who was so thoroughly, decisively and swiftly abandoned their entire political perspectives. He says it's driven by events. Different events, it's not the same context as 2020. Yeah, because there's, there's, there's less need now, isn't there, to raise revenue to fix the country's problems than it was in 2020. Like, are they mad? Do they think we're thick? How is it? How is there less need to raise more money to fix the country's problems? It's not like things have got much, much worse since 2020, is it? Now, what they also say is, well, the Tories have made such a mess of the economy, we can't do this, that and the other. That's what George Osborne said in 2010. They're just lifting George Osborne's arguments. They were nonsense then and they're nonsense now. They also say the tax burden is at a record high. Firstly, UK tax... Uh, burden is significantly lower than better performing economies and also the rich in this country are better off than ever it's not like they're being taxed more than ever it's a nonsense and the tax burden is only set to increase for lots of reasons an aging population or the escalating climate emergency we could go on who's that growing tax burden whose shoulders do we want that to fall on most do we want that to go to middle-income people people on like 25 grand a year or do we want it to go on top earners and if so You've got to increase income tax, capital gains tax, and introduce a wealth tax. Now, it's not like a wealth tax is some utopian idea. The Wealth Tax Commission of 2020 brought together economists, legal experts, tax advisors. They did huge amounts of work. They designed a 1% one-off wealth tax on all individual wealth above 500,000, in practice requiring a couple to have a net worth of more than 1 million. And they thought it could raise a, a, a staggering near 20, £262 billion. And it had all sorts of caveats. It would only be levied after mortgages and other debts. And um, small number sitting on expensive policy properties but were cash poor could pay the sum over a few years. That is a policy a bold Labour Party should support. Instead, they just have this green transition fund funded by borrowing, which they've scaled back on. That's not going to fix the country's problems. And yes, I am bored to death of all the inevitable responses now from Starmer supporters. Why do you ever go to the toys? Why do you ever go to the toys? Look at my video channel. Look at my videos. I go on about the toys all the time. This is the government in waiting. There's a good chance they'll be in government by the end of next year. And if we don't scrutinise them now, as they shrink and shrink and shrink all the promises that they're making in terms of what they're going to do in the country, then what's the point? Might as well give up. Politics isn't a, like a football game where you just choose a side and just blindly cheer them on. We need to scrutinise our politicians. Labour's going to win the next election almost certainly but they're not going to fix the country's problems. And that will leave a lot of people in very, very difficult circumstances. And it's up to us to put pressure on them through any means we can, peacefully, in order to stop that and to force them to offer transformative policies. But we can only do that by kicking up a fuss. And that's why we've got to do it. Because what they're offering at the moment is a travesty. And in good times, this would be bad. But in the times that this country's in, it's a tragedy. Anyway. I want to hear what you think. Do leave your comments. Press like and subscribe. Do support us on patreon.com forward slash onjaz84 if you want the channel to continue. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.